the real the real holiday tale would have been that these girls meet each other on their own vacation to the Bahamas that's all about just self-love and then they become yeah. best friends for the rest of their lives because they Yeah, exactly. Issues. They meet guys and they like blow them off, not literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but then they learn that like they they earned. You know what this movie was missing? Blowjobs. Needs for blowjobs. What is up, Real Critics? It's Jose here, as always, and you're listening to Everyone's a Real Critic, the podcast where John Wolf and I take a look at movies that have a 20% difference between the audience and critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. That's right. We'll break down the movie. We'll give you the Real Critics thoughts. That's us. We'll break down some of the critic and audience reviews, and we'll wrap it all up like a little gift on Christmas morning with the real ranking, but... At the end of the day, remember that it doesn't really matter because, John, everyone's a real critic. So, let's get into it. My friend, my homie, my brother, my co-host, how you doing this morning? Doing great, man. Uh, tis, uh, tis the most wonderful time of the year, you know what I'm saying? Tis like, the season. Uh, it's time to get hit by the holiday spirit full on. What's your, uh, what's your favorite part of the holidays? If you had to think about it, um, hit me. Or are you more like a Grinch guy, Scrooge? No, guy? I I do. I love the holidays. I love the okay. lights. I love like waking up on Christmas morning and everybody's in their PJs and sure. you know lounging around, drinking coffee, Matching watching PJs? Die Hard. Yeah, speedos. You know, lingerie. Wow. You know, just a regular yeah. old family morning. Yeah. Wow, yeah, nothing weird about that. So Die Hard is the first Christmas movie you put on? Um, so Die Hard I normally save for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Like my family always watches it. You know yeah, this. Yeah. And but then I mean, like um, Christmas Day, you put a movie on while you're opening it's Die Hard. It's Die Hard. It is Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ipikaye, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad it didn't make our list because, uh, man, we, we really could have. Of uh, course it didn't make our list, John. It's um, an undeniable masterpiece. It is. It is. And in all ways. I think, you know, one of my favorite parts of the holiday spirit, maybe it's not. Uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted. Okay, don't lie to me. As, as my favorite part. But, you know, like the concept uh, of time right now, like minutes days weeks they just like really don't make sense right now and I, i'm not sure if that's because um you get you're gonna have to elaborate there a little bit what do you <laughs> what do you mean it's just sort of like oh what are you lost you know, in time like that, a huh? <laughs> you guys heard of this time thing i mean yeah it's crazy man what it's is time time it's turned to hours hours days days weeks weeks months and then before you know it it's a year buddy I don't know. It sounds like happened. you understand time perfectly, John. That's exactly what time is. But sometimes, you know, around this time, <clears throat> that it just 
it it all goes out the window. It feels like it, it blurs together. So it's really just just a day. Yeah, you know, kind of like my yeah. sentences right now are just kind of blurring together. And I'm not sure if that's just because, like, you know, you're spending more time with with people you love, like your family, or if it's because you're spending time with people that annoy the living shit out of you, like you know, family, family. Um, yeah, or maybe you know, it's either that or. You know, maybe it's because I'm putting a lot more alcohol on things that I typically wouldn't, you know, like orange juice, coffee, eggnog, you know, maybe that's what, maybe that's what's speeding up and slowing down. Are you just on a bender from November 25th through January 2nd? (laughs) Pretty much, man. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me, dude. There's like, there's birthdays, there's Christmas, there's Thanksgiving. It's, it's a busy time of year, you know. What were and, people um, doing nine months ago that so many people are having birthdays around here? And, and, you know, speaking of which, happy birthday to you. Happy late birthday. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm 30 yeah. years old now, so you're listening to the opinions of an elder. Wow. What's it like to be an elder? I don't know. But I feel like I'm going to start shitting my pants a lot more. Ah, uh, Yeah. That's the Metamucil, probably. Do you have to take that when you turn 30 so that you can actually poop? No? Not yet. No, no, no. No, no, no. There's a lot of fiber in my diet as a vegetarian that it just squirts right out, baby. You're a vegetarian now? <laughs> yeah, I've been for a few months. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. How do you eat uh, Thanksgiving turkey? I didn't eat Thanksgiving turkey. Or the Christmas ham. But there's, I didn't, I'm not going to do that either, but there's a lot of other stuff. There's potatoes and molasses and, uh, green beans, potatoes, potatoes, more potatoes. There's cheese. You got to love cheese. Yams. (laughs) I was trying to sing that song. Yams, jams, bread, potatoes and molasses. Yeah. Well, if you want some, please just ask us. They're warm and soft like puppies and socks. <laughs> you could say, uh, one could say that, you know, the potatoes, green beans, sweet potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes, all of those. It's kind of like an ensemble of sides. And then uh, today's movie that we're talking about has quite an ensemble of characters and of actors inside wow. of it. Wow. And it is a movie. This guy's a pro. I, I am surprised you had never watched before today. It is a classic around this time of year. That's right. We're talking The Holiday, the 2006 movie, which received a 51% critic score and an 80% audience score. But before we you know, swap lives, swap houses, let's pitch uh, our favorite segment uh, to the people and let them know what's really good or really bad in what you're watching. So, John, I'm utterly unprepared (laughs) for this segment this week. (laughs) Uh, What you been watching there, my friend? What's going on, man? Uh, 
Yeah, you know, we were just kind of talking about it. It's like every day there's been something uh, the last few weeks since Thanksgiving. Um, so I don't blame you for, for you know, just, just getting to it. What have it's I been, been busy? It's, it's been hard, it's man. It's been busy. Yeah, it's it's been hard to to really dive deeps into the streams, but um, I have. You mentioned it, I think, when we were first starting. Uh, our uh, everyone's a real critic so you got to go back and listen to i can't exactly remember which episode it was so to be safe just go back and listen to every episode if you haven't already great idea to like and subscribe give us five stars after you've listened to it until you find the one that jose was talking about the x-files so i had never watched them and so i've been getting uh getting into it um i love this for you for what it's worth like this excites me so much as your friend the journey that you're embarking on um so tell me how it's been going it's been going great i think uh, i'm still in the first season i'm surprised that this is a show um that isn't syndicated anywhere i feel like sci-fi or another channel could easily put this through syndication there's 11 seasons i think and so much of it is good content yeah but a lot of it is not very good just wait till you get there. But it's not until like those oh, last three or so seasons, yeah. Oh, it just kind of falls off the deep end. Does it try and get too uh, mysterious? It's like before there was like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, you know, studios and networks used to just be like, oh, is this a hit show? We want it to run forever. So like, like Lost as well suffers from this where like the writers are honestly like, we don't really want to do this anymore, you know? And you can kind We're of, of feel ideas. that in the uh, in the episodes, yeah, later on. And the actors as well. The actors also try to get the fuck out of it. So 11 years, dude. It's a long time. <laughs> I can barely years, make it a year movies. working for the same place. I know. <laughs> a little bit different, but yeah. I get, I get, I get but I like it because it, it does follow a formula. In the, at least in the episodes that I'm in, which is kind of the reason I thought it could easily be syndicated. But it's got a nice twist on it. It's really fun. There are new ideas popping out. And you can see a lot of the ideas in the early episodes have definitely shown up in new movies that you watch today, especially in the paranormal horror mm-hmm. thriller type movies. It's a lot of the same kind of antagonists that are in these episodes are written as full on antagonists and in movies and stuff that you can yeah, find it's pretty much anywhere. People are clearly inspired by, you know, the X Files. And it when you think about it, it's crazy. It came out like what, like early nineties? Like nineteen ninety one or something? Ninety three, so. yeah. 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 And I was the the one thing that I you know, I think this is also a show that could be primed for a reboot, especially today. Because I think back in the in the nineties the way the writing, the writing, I think, is underappreciated for what it is. Like you can tell, Mulder, Spooky Mulder, has a lot of one-liners and quips that are written for him, and he's kind of a cool, interesting character. But the way the lines are delivered, just because I think that's how TV was back then, is it was more important to just get the lines out. It feels like sometimes, especially <laughs> in TV shows, like we just got to move the episode through. It's not so much about you're a vessel for the the writing. It's not like you are this character who is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I 
I've definitely like seen some uh, Duchovny interviews where he talks about his early Mulder stuff, and there's a lot of like him and Julian Anderson pretty inexperienced at that point too. Um, and then all of a sudden you're in, you're an iconic character like two seasons in. It's got to be crazy for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? What, what do you think right now about the budding romance between Scully and Mulder? It hasn't. It's sort of teased right now, and I kind of figured that it would happen at some point. I thought it would happen later down the road when they were out of ideas and they were thinking, man, we should add some friction into this partnership. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a little surprised it's come this early, but uh, I, I doubt this. I And look, hey, I know nothing, nothing mm-hmm. more, but there's no way that they become a an item busting down well that's just because like think about Mulder as a character he doesn't have room for a relationship and like with his obsession you know um his work is his obsession. john i have to ask you this thing because you brought up the you brought up the possibility of like rebooting this would you want to see a reboot of this with david duchovny and jillian anderson because that happened or would you want to see it with an entirely new cast like somebody new playing Mulder, somebody new playing Scully, and then they just kind of pick up where they left off, continuing with the X-Files, maybe set it in modern day. Like, how would you want to see it? I think only in season one, but I think an idea would be one of the oldest tricks in the book, and you pick up 20, 30 years later, and Duchovny and... Uh, Scully and Mulder are either mentor figures or they've passed away and like all of their notes are still here and and the new people are trying to figure out their notes like some Ghostbusters afterlife yeah why why were all of their notes and files kind of hidden by the FBI so you can throw in government conspiracy into it and then at the same time they're kind of busting because the other crazy thing about the X-Files for people who haven't watched they the reason I also really like it is they never really solve any of the cases. Like they figure it out. They're like, Oh, this is bad. And we know why it's happened. But then at the end, it seems they always leave on a cliffhanger. So the person or whatever the entity that they yeah. discovered, it's never truly taken care of at the end. And I don't so know how Skinner cool to see some of them come back. Yeah, I don't know how Skinner like reads Scully's reports afterwards and is like, "Keep it up," because they never catch the bad guy. They never like it, basically Mulder always like runs in and sees the thing and then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. pretty <laughs> it's much. Great. It's either disappeared or they do catch it. Like the the one the guy that can. Oh, Tombs, of... Eugene Tombs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That guy. And then he he they they caught him technically, but. He I, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite baddies. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I can't wait for you to keep going. I can't wait for you to keep going because it is a wild ride. Um, and it's my favorite show. So, Brick by brick, brother. I'll get there. Yeah. But speaking of relationships that uh, I thought were pretty interesting, the other two that uh, are on my, my What You Watching here, kind of based around relationships. One is Fleischman is in trouble. Have you heard of this? I don't have know you heard is. of this, Fleischman? No, have you I, heard I, of this guy, Fleischman? Oh, man, he is no. in trouble, let me tell you. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, what did he do? Also, 
also on Hulu. It's it's an interesting show. It's uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh. And and Claire Danes. <laughs> and I don't like either of those actors. Really? I like Claire Danes. Yeah. You you never watch Homeland? No. Man, she plays her character so well in Homeland. You really hate her. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like a crazy person, right? Well, excuse me. She's well. She has mental illnesses. She is obsessed. Is what she is. She is like obsessed like Mulder, like Mulder obsessed. Um, no. But oh God, I got it. Hold on, I got to get back to this. Just really okay. quickly, I had a thought about the X Files. Um, I feel like you couldn't bring it back because of the state of like conspiracy nowadays. Like conspiracy theories, uh, law enforcement stuff a is in a, has a very operation. different. Yeah, it'd be like call them like the QAnon files or something. Jeez. People have yeah, like a very different could. idea of conspiracy theories, and they're not as fun as they used to be. You know. Hmm. I didn't really think of that because what's – I mean, none of the – I guess they are kind of all rooted in conspiracy in that – or just like paranormal phenomena. But like, I don't know. I think you could bring it back if you stayed towards – Away from political conspiracy and like more towards – but the law, yeah, like, then I just the X-Files the, does I just have, like, the, the smoking that. man playing, like, yeah. this uh, guy in the government, you know, that's, like, pulling all the strings, so. I know, and that is that is how I said it would come back, is, like, the government is hiding all of these files. Yeah, they don't want and it, it's like, we already them. know they're hiding all these files, so if yeah, you were to yeah. bring a new protagonist in, I would love it. I mean, you could do it if he starts off as a crazy QAnon guy, and then, like becomes more realized as a person Mulder. <laughs> yeah or whoever's playing the Mulder character yeah yeah it Good would be point. different it would just have to be totally different yeah <laughs> it could be done it could be done Let's we'll do work it. on it we'll do yeah. it we'll do it yeah, yeah. yeah. for those of you that want but to so what is adventure let us know pay us money so what is fleischman is, is, in, trouble, is in trouble so it's uh this guy fleischman and uh, he gets in some trouble, man. No, um, he and Claire Danes, they're married. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, you're in trouble, Fleischman. Yeah. You son of a gun. You left the toilet seat up again. Um, and their marriage is pretty much failed. They're getting a divorce. And there is one weekend where the kids are at a friend's house and they're waiting for Claire Danes to pick them up and she just disappears off the face of the earth. So, um, Fleischman. It's like Gone Girl? Sort of, but not really, because then he see. I'm not, I don't want to do too many spoilers, but sort of, but not really. And so, okay. what ends up happening is this guy, Fleischman, um, who's Jesse Eisenberg, is this middle aged doctor who is now single with two kids, and he's reconnecting with some older friends. And so it's sort of his life right now um, of figuring okay. that out. So it's, like it's divorce, divorce, dad dealing with being a dad. Yeah, or just like wow, I can do stuff now that I couldn't do before, but I also have two kids. <laughs> so um, 
it's it's pretty good it kind of it picks up quick it slows down a little bit because i think that they're you know trying to fill 10 episodes or whatever it is no way really oh that's kind of a bummer uh right now it's really trying to figure itself out you know (laughs) okay but all right really good the last thing on my what you watch man is White Lotus Season 2. I know that you just finished White Lotus Season 1. I've watched yeah. White Lotus Season 1 about one and a half times. So I won't <laughs> spoil Season 2 too much, but what did you think about Season 1, and what are you uh, thinking Season 2 might be about? Well, I'm very excited to get into Season 2. I have no idea what it's about other than Aubrey Plaza is one of the cast members this time. Which is very exciting for me because I feel like she'd be perfect for this show. Um, but season one was s- probably some of the most hilarious shit I've ever seen. But like, the show does this incredible thing like at with building tension. And I credit yeah. both the writing and the music. The music itself is so good. Um, that the sh- and, and the characters themselves are also easy to hate. That like it's yeah. it's a fun watch, and even if it's like an hour long episode, I'm hooked. And what they like, the dramatic tension that they build are around people vacationing, which is just so silly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I I can't help but like hate love it. I love it, but I kind of I hate everybody in the show, you know. Yeah, hate everybody in the show. There's always the. Yeah, they're always privileged people that are yeah. on some amazing vacation, but complaining about everything. Everything, everything, and the, yeah. The first season was great. First season was really funny. I think that uh, the the hotel manager was... Armand. I love Armand. Armand. Yeah. He was, he was gold. And unfortunately, Him and no Jennifer Armand. Coolidge... Him and Jennifer yes. Coolidge were incredible in the first season. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I'll pro- we probably see some people win Emmys from this show. Like, there's some pretty think, great performances. I think Jennifer Coolidge did win an Emmy for. Oh, okay. The show. Thank goodness. She's so good in the show. Um, yeah. And she's also, her arc is ones. really great. You know, like she's dealing with death, and then. I don't want to get too spoilery, but she's forced to confront that. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I hate Shane and Rachel so much. Ugh. Which one I wish we could get Shane into spoilers. The or... newlyweds. Oh, yeah. Well, it's season one. But yeah. If you haven't seen season one by now, we're almost... Season okay. Spo- spoiler here, then. So. Spoiler here. Yeah. Uh, at one, Shane is like a mama's boy, and when his mom shows up to their honeymoon, my jaw Terrible. dropped. I that couldn't believe insane. it. Yeah, insane. insane. <laughs> but it's it's shit like that, you know. And I will say, like, my main problem with the show was um, they did kind of try to comment on these people complaining, like, coming from a point of privilege. And then, you know, like, the fact that they, like, colonized Hawaii there's like a very basic conversation about that, and uh, although it is realistic, what ends up happening with that with Kai and Paula, um, it felt kind of forced to me. It kind of felt like, 
the show didn't really want to spend too much time there. They wanted to acknowledge that it exists, but they didn't want to spend too much time there. You know, I kind of took that as a take on woke teens who, um, you know, Sydney I, Sweeney's character teen. for sure. Like Sydney right. Sweeney's well, character was a woke teen. Yeah, I thought both of them were, and there's just kind of the sometimes hypocrisy or some of the contradictions to being a woke teen where as you just mentioned you want to put faith in these kind of anti-norms or like we shouldn't be doing this because this but there's really no when you probe or ask there's not really much behind it yeah that's kind of what I. well that's yeah i would argue that there is but you know because of capitalist realism people can't imagine a world without it so which is fine and like and that's kind of what the show does too you know because kai gets caught he gets arrested etc and they're forced to continue living this way with paula having to deal with like the trauma of her even attempting to fight back against that privilege and failing uh, which is realistic, I'll say. But, you know, like, it's not very... I don't know. I would have liked something more optimistic for that character. Instead, the parents are better than ever. You know, they get a happy ending as a result of it. And I thought that was gross. But I'm conflicted because it's also what would happen. It's it's realistic, you know? So, yeah. that's Knight my only gripe. But at least it, like, makes you talk about shit like that. So Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, wait till you get to season <laughs> two, buddy. Oh, Here dude, I'm excited a, about it. It's a little bit edgier, a little bit darker, I would say. And there's just as much tension as ever. And you pretty much hate every single character that's in season two. Stay away from the Reddit. Don't go on the Reddit. It'll spoil everything for you. But season two, a lot of dummies. There's just a lot more dumb people in season two. <laughs> just more aloof as to what's going on, including Jennifer Coolidge, who finds herself in quite a tizzy. But you mentioned the music in The White Lotus and and how it makes kind of the show. It draws out the emotion and draws out the tension. I think that the music in the movie we're talking about today, The Holiday, oh, yeah, six, is supremely underappreciated and one of the best musical soundtracks of all time let's get into uh the movie a little bit huh should we talk let's get into it damn it i love this beat Mm. Mm. as usual thank you to neon nightclub for the tunes we gotta get him back on here i know we should all right so john what movie do you want to talk about let us know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Nick, hit us up. <laughs> so the holiday, 2006, as we mentioned, 51% critic score, 80% audience score, which is uh, it's quite a big difference. And Huge. I think we might 
talk a little bit about why you know that's kind of what we do but um you know before we get into the, the real rundown i think what's worth mentioning this movie was written and directed and this may not be a surprise to you unless you haven't seen these movies either by a rom-com family feel-good writing extraordinaire nancy myers uh also wrote father of the bride father of the bride never Two. seen Have it seen those never oh, seen it my gosh Steve yeah Martin? i've seen uh never seen him nope never seen him wow i don't have a history with rom-coms um hmm. yeah just what you think they're dumb what why not yeah i mean i yeah I, i'm i'm dealing with my internalized misogyny when it comes to rom-com <laughs> mm. yeah you there's know? not enough dude dude flicks you know i think i mean like i have seen those you know, like, uh, for example, like, I love you, man, forgetting Sarah Marshall, super the bad. Expendables. Those are like dude, fl- those are like dude rom-coms, John you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah, John Wick, Fast and Furious 1 is basically a fucking rom-com. Um, through 10, yeah. But I mean, like, Nancy Myers 10. is pretty, uh, she's pretty well known, huh? She knows what she's doing when it comes to this, which I think can be a bit polarizing for some people, because if you're known for doing something pretty well and you do it really well a couple of times, if you keep trying to recreate the formula in different ways, sometimes that, that kind of pisses people off. You know, if you, if you go too mainstream that people lose their love for you. And I think sometimes that can happen and it might've happened a little bit in this movie from the critics and audience, but, um, you know, um, we'll, we'll so, that. Yeah, so can we talk about like Nancy Myers just a little bit? Because she Go did like it, What Women Want, right? Which I have seen that movie. Yep. Uh, awesome and I ha- and I have seen uh, Something's Got to Give as yep, well, which I didn't really one. like at all. Um, okay, fair enough. But like, would you? And this is maybe a question. I wish we had the a intern, lady on. Great movie. Yeah, I wish we could speak with uh, a femme representative because I couldn't help like and act into this movie thinking that like it feels like these movies perpetuate a myth that like women need a man to feel fulfilled right because it's always like she's got everything the job the house the car but she's still unhappy that is until fucking jude law hugh grant insert well like good looking british man here they meet this guy and all of a sudden like their life has purpose or meaning you know and i think it's kind of gross in my opinion but hey who am i i'm just a guy with a penis between his legs so it's not up to me couldn't you say the same uh you know when you watch a movie with uh, a guy or like in general, when people write stories about guys, it's always that they their life kind of the the purpose in their life is not as fulfilled or purposeful without finding that true love with it. Yeah. So I think it's both ways. I mean, I sure. I think it's gross, <laughs> but okay, let's. Yeah. I think it's it's a way to tell a story so that. You know, you can you can really draw on people's insecurities. You know, it's around the holiday time, so yeah, that's a time. You know what I do appreciate to... about these movies, John, is that um, they're 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 four short kings. 
You know, it's like always a beautiful woman, and then it's like Jack Black, or uh, uh, or like in when Harry met Sally. You know, Billy Crystal's like five three. I love it. Yeah. It's great. In that sense, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. You just got to get yourself a, you know, I got to find myself a Kate Winslet. Yeah. Well, they they have to be blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. And in Kate Winslet's case, so close to suicide that, like, someone just needs to come and swoop her off her feet. They did glaze (laughs) over that. Yeah, they did. (laughs) But we're getting ahead of ourselves. (laughs) 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 All right, let's, uh, maybe we should just get into the real rundown. Let's do this, man. Let's get, let's let's do it. Get it. So, Iris Simpkins. Played by Kate Winslet, is a society columnist. Uh, have you ever before this? Did you had you ever heard of a society columnist? I have no clue what that means. Me neither. You report on society, I guess. I uh, guess. So there's a lot to uh, report. <laughs> Wait, isn't that every columnist? <laughs> yeah, you would think, right? Anyways, what's in society? Yeah, and it's a column too. Who knows? Maybe you should. Oh, whatever. Uh, columnist for the Daily Telegraph in London, still madly in love with her ex, Jasper Bloom, despite the fact that he cheated on her and is emotionally needy and um, kind of bearing the lead. He's uh, he's also engaged at uh, at the holiday party, which is uh-huh. insane. And in front of everybody party. announced right yes. in front of Iris, directed almost entirely to her. Yes. Why? And then almost laughably, I love John, it like cuts to her gloomy ass walk home. <laughs> yeah. Her friend just chain smoking cigarettes indoors. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's 2006, not 1976. It was so weird. Forget about him, girl. We don't need <laughs> Yeah. This was my first indication that this was not going to pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> no. We should, we got to leave. <laughs> you know what? Wait, I'm going to leave. You should huff your, uh, <laughs> huff the gas from your stovetop. Oh my then, God. That was crazy. Well, yeah, don't worry about that because she's devastated. He's engaged, whatever, you know, nearly kills herself. So she decides to get away for the holidays. Then we meet. That's pretty much how the movie handles it, also. <laughs> she's just like, she's huffing the gas from her stovetop. She's just like, terrible situation, super toxic. And, and she just kind of huffs it and she's like, what am I doing? I gotta get out of yeah. here. She's like, wait a minute. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amanda Woods, played by Cameron Diaz, a movie trailer producer in LA. Breaks up with her film composer boyfriend, Ethan, after he admits to cheating on her. Coming across Iris's listing of her cottage on a home swap outside or home swap website, she messages her. They agree saves to her life. Two weeks. This yes. saves her life. Yes. Literally saves Iris's life, the message, because when she hears the ping, she, she stops. That's when she snaps out. Yeah. Of, you know, what am I doing? Uh, so they, they swap houses uh, starting tomorrow. The next day. How convenient. How about that? Do you think if someone was like, hey, tomorrow, two weeks, entirely different part of the, the world, 
you're doing it. Let's go. Hell, okay, first when you put it like that, hell yes, I would do that. Yeah, what would you pass? There's no money exchange, but also they they never go like, hey, let me see some pics of your place. No, like, no, they, they have they the, do... the pics from the outside. That's it though, but like only Kate Winslet's character has that because she yeah. shows up at Cameron Diaz's house and is like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> this yeah. is crazy." That'd be sick. That would be sick. Who's house her blinds? You... Oh, we'll get into it in a minute. Oh my god, her blinds are awesome. They are. They are. So, Iris happily settles into Amanda's large house, but Amanda decides she might have made a mistake and plans to return home the next day. That night, Iris's handsome book editor brother, Graham, played by Jude Law, drops by after drinking too much at the local pub, asking if he can spend the night. Amanda agrees, and after they talk, Graham unexpectedly kisses her on the lips. She suggests John, this is a... This is the beginning of Barbarian. I think I wrote that in the comments. I wrote that too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, She suggests they have sex as she does not expect to see him ever again. The next morning, despite having enjoyed their time together, they go their separate ways. That evening, Graham meets friends at the pub for dinner, as he had mentioned to Amanda, and he sees Amanda there. Meanwhile, (laughs) while (laughs) Amanda is having... Super hot sex with Jew Law, her first uh-huh. night in England. Yeah. Iris meets Arthur Abbott. Yeah, the oldest man in old LA. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's elderly neighbor and an Oscar winning screenwriter from the golden age of film. Over dinner, <laughs> Iris tells him about the troubles with Jasper. He gives her a long list of movies with strong female characters to watch so she can become the leading lady of her own life. Of her own life. Iris, and she's like, Iris I've persu- been going to my therapist for so long, and he, she's never said it to me like that. She never told me to watch movies with female <laughs> leads. Do those exist? <laughs> I've never heard of a movie with a female lead before. <laughs> you mean I do appreciate how this movie... Is like loves movies. It seems like this movie loves movies, and I'm cool with it. You yeah, know, like Cameron Diaz is like a trailer editor, and they use like this narrative device whenever she's like in her own head. She kind of plays a trailer for herself. I thought that was fun. That is cool. Iris persuades Arthur <laughs> to cool. be the keynote speaker. At... <laughs> that is cool, Steve. Right, uh, keynote speaker at a Writers Guild of America West Gala. And exercises with him so he can walk on stage without his walker. She also befriends Miles, uh, who is Jack Black, a colleague Love of Ethan's, who is dating aspiring actress Maggie. While at the video store looking for one of the movies on Arthur's list, he catches Maggie with another man. Um, Iris explains her troubles with Jasper, and they have dinner together to bring each other's spirits up. On Christmas Eve. I totally forgot that was on Christmas Eve. What a really shitty Christmas Eve. That's the Um, thing about this movie. Like, it's a Christmas movie, but it doesn't feel like Christmas a lot of the time. You know? They're not forcing Christmas down your throat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's more like a soft spoon from Santa, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like, everyone's got their pants on. He's holding you from behind. He's just kind of spooning you up and down, Santa Claus. Amanda opens up to Graham, telling him that she has not cried since her parents' divorce. 
when she was 15. Surprising him at his house, she discovers he is a widower with two young daughters. He kept his daughters. W I D O W E R. Yeah. Window. I spell. Kept his <laughs> a secret because <laughs> compartmentalizing his life helps him deal with. How great would it? Would have been so great if she's like. Tell me what. what? <laughs> Window work? Window man? What? What? What does that have to do with your daughters? Then <laughs> she's like D I V O R C E D, and he goes, Die hard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never Devour? <laughs> yeah. Devour, I just met her. Um, so Graham does not want to bring a woman into the girls' lives unless the relationship is going to have a future. They begin to think their relationship is more complicated and then can handle on the day of the screenwriters gala maggie asks miles to take her back but he refuses like as in a relationship she was not held hostage or anything you know i just want to clarify that line thanks jasper's surprise is iris by showing up at amanda's but drawing on the example of the women from arthur's films she kicked that shit him is crazy right out she yeah. did. She gave him a real F you. I loved that. I love, I will say yeah. at this point. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll get into it, but I did love yeah. that. Um, I love that. How, um, how at, cheap were tickets in 2006? People are what? just flying all over the world. Well, they're all rich. Jasper's just like, Hey, yeah, they're all rich. It's crazy. I want, I want, I want go to fucking London for Christmas money. I mean, I feel like sometimes a flight to London is cheaper than flying most places here. Like for us to go to Florida? Yeah. 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 At the gala, Arthur walks on, walks on stage unassisted, and Miles asks Iris out on a date for New Year's Eve. She agrees and kisses him. Meanwhile, Graham tells Amanda that he has fallen for her, and he, he drops the L-bomb. All right. Let's just he uh, he doesn't he actually fall. He doesn't like right. hit the ground. Yeah. You know, he's like in love with her. Yeah. I just ah, to help! I've fallen. <laughs> <laughs> While she says she does not return the sentiment, they agree to try and make long distance relationship work. While heading to the airport, Amanda breaks down crying, and that's when she knows, folks, <clears throat> this is the real deal. Wait, wait, wait! What you did? You forgot to mention that she doesn't cry. It's like a thing. In no, her... I did. Since she was fifteen, oh. her mother's divorced. I wasn't listening. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so she immediately tells the driver, "Stop!" And then runs back to the cottage in her high heels over snow and ice. Takes mm-hmm. a quick breather because it seems like a very long run. It and seems like she ran for run. like a mile, at least. And uh, she and Graham and so many gates. Why were there so many gates? Because he has a cow. (laughs) That's right. He does have a cow. So they spend New Year's together. Hey, don't have a cow. (laughs) New Year's Eve. (laughs) Amanda, Miles, Iris, Graham, with Graham's daughters, all happily celebrate at Graham's house. Dancing in a circle around the couch and yeah. live happily ever after. The like one end. big happy family. <laughs> We're cracking again. <laughs> but we got through it. <laughs> I was hoping that at the very end, like right after the movie ends, it started playing like Green Days on Holiday. 
Oh. You know? On holiday! <laughs> 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 I saw a uh, like a quick video the other day, or maybe it was this morning, I don't remember. And it was if Lord of the Rings was made in 2007. And it was just that end of Fellowship of the Ring where Frodo and Sam are talking together. And Frodo's like, Sam, I'm so glad you're here. And then in the back, you hear... Uh, Please tell me it's Lincoln oh, Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're playing like, the guitar, the guitar riff in the beginning. And then as soon as it pans out over the mountains and then fades to black, it goes... Yeah. I've done finish myself. Hell yeah. That should end every movie. I I think every movie should end with that. I died laughing. Not every movie <laughs> should be Transformers, to be honest. If you missed our episode on Transformers, you should go back and listen to it. Transformers one. Undeniable masterpiece. Yes. It really was. It really was. So so let's get into let's, this, John. Let's, let's talk about the movie bit. a little bit because, you know, we were going through the real rundown and, and we almost never got through it because we were ready to we were ready to go. We were kind of just it, into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. super into this movie. What were your first thoughts sort of, bef- you know, I was you turned a, on the TV for the first time? What were you thinking? I was honestly very hesitant about this movie. Like, I was like, oh, God, I feel like I'm going to hate this, you know? Just because it has one of those posters where it's like the couples and they're just smiling at each other, you know? They're just like, <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. And I was just kind of like, ugh, this is gonna suck. And then it starts and we see Jack Black like playing his little keyboard. And I don't know if writing music actually works like that, but it's like putting it in music in like notes. It's like in notation already while he's playing the song and also he's taking his hands off the keyboard and like talking to maggie and the music does not stop so i'm like no. okay this is weird <clears throat> and then i think magical we hear... piano is this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh i think we go straight into kate winslet there like doing a vo or is it cameron diaz i don't remember which one of the two is doing cameron diaz oh okay what is she saying? Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, the beginning VO. Sorry. That was Kate yeah. Winslet. But yes, it's Kate walking Winslet. into this movie, when, before I, I turned it on, I have seen this movie quite a few times. It's also um, my wife's favorite soundtrack. Every holiday season, we play the holiday soundtrack nonstop. So you said that in the beginning of the episode. I yeah. don't. I couldn't even tell you what songs are in this movie. The Hans Zimmer. It's not like it's just oh, the, it's the, the melodies score. You mean the score? In the background. The, the scores. Score. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we interesting play all the time. It's like a banger <clears throat> Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Okay. It's oh, I didn't it's even incredible. notice. But I so did appreciate as, all the Jack Black like being like, oh, Ennio Morricone and Zimmer, and he's talking about soundtracks. So it makes sense that. Hopefully they got a pretty good it one. It was it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So as soon as the movie started and you hear like the light and uh, magical whimsical Yeah, the little music, piano. Yeah. Yeah, Katie goes, "This is peace." <laughs> <laughs> so I knew exactly God what I was damn it, that's so but, great. But yes, 
the VO in the beginning, I'm pretty sure, uh, is Kate Winslet. It's Iris talking because she, um, you know, she we, introduces it's inter- all the different characters and where they are, but like she's yes. kind of getting to herself. So I'll tell you this: I didn't mind this VO. I'm like, okay, okay it kind of makes sense in this in this movie to do it this way. So I was I was like, fine. I'm like, okay, I'm I, I'm already going into it with all these preconceived notions, and I'm trying to leave them at the door. Fair enough. I liked it too because it yeah. felt like a good way <clears throat> in this specific movie to introduce or give us a level set of the characters quickly because there are a ton of them in the movie. Yeah. And it would have taken I don't way remember, too much time. I don't remember what they said about Jew Law. I don't even remember Jew Law being in that initial cold open. He, They sort of... For Jack Black and Jude Law, they sort of quickly they were they were quick. Yeah, they kind of like tan right over them. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It was mostly to set up Cameron Diaz's situation with Kate Winslet's situation. Yeah, yeah, and then so then we meet Iris, right? And she is yeah. so sad at the holiday party. She's like, can't even look at this guy. I'm in love with him. Everybody's drinking, yeah. smoking cigarettes in indoors. Um, yep. Classic office yeah. culture. You know, I just you had know. my office holiday party, and let me tell you. Oh, really? Uh, Did your boss call I, out yeah. one of the office girls and tell her that uh, her love is getting engaged? And just also, about. by the way, you got to finish work. You still have to work today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that you guys are all here smoking uh, heaters and ripping back shots yeah. of schnapps. But uh, get back to work. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> But also get back Even to haircuts. Work. Yeah. yeah. Go back to work. All right. Asshole. Um, um, I did love that scene, though, with Jasper and Kate Winslet because Kate Winslet's an incredible actress and she's doing a lot yeah. in, in those scenes to show where her emotional state is. Uh, but then we <laughs> cut to her like gloomily walking home and I couldn't help but just laugh out loud. Um <laughs> And Jasper sucks. Like, he immediately sucks. We get it. Like, I think he says something. He's like, oh, do you still have, like, the bikini or something to her? He's, like, immediately Mm -hmm. objectifying her. So we're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we get it. This guy is taking advantage of her emotions. And he's engaged. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then we get to Cameron Diaz, who lives in the most incredible house I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, when the, when we first meet Iris and we're going through both of the Iris and Amanda's relationships, I kind of forgot that this was written by Nancy Warner because to your point earlier, Meyer, Nancy Meyer. as I was, sorry, Nancy Myers, as I was taking it in, it totally felt like a dude wrote this, right? Because yes! one of the main protagonists is the is the mistress of this other guy who's in a committed and we're supposed to feel bad for this woman who is in love with this other guy who's married and like that's what (laughs) um yeah and then that just like and cameron diaz's like breakup scene also didn't feel entirely natural so i was thinking the same thing i was like it feels like a dude wrote this because again it's about women who need a man you know Right. Um, which was strange, right? It's strange. And, but whatever. 
the real the real holiday tale would have been that these girls meet each other on their own vacation to the Bahamas that's all about just self-love and then they become yeah. best friends for the rest of their lives because they Yeah, exactly. Babies. They meet guys and they like blow them off, not literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but then they learn that like they they earned. You know what this movie was missing? Blowjobs needs more blowjobs. <laughs> wow, you know I was real disappointed you that I never saw Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet get down on their knees. <laughs> you know what made this movie better? It should have been more Bro. woke, man. Like <laughs> there should have been. These two chicks were scumbags to the dudes. For, trying to dude, there should have been at man. least. More titties, bro. Yeah, man. But, like, look, can we really be mad at these guys, though? Like, they're just trying to, like, live their free lives as sexual <laughs> beings. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude. Not you committed just... to any, you know, just sailing the winds. You know what I mean? Like, is that a bad Was thing? Jasper wrong? I'm sorry. Was Jasper wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the broadcast. Was Jasper wrong? Let's break it down. <laughs> guy let's break it down my guy hey we all got that work love interest we all got that girl at work and then we come home and your wife just doesn't understand you know no yeah i'm sorry and though i'm sorry i'm in love with you babe but like i gotta go home to my fiance i know i know she's such a drag like i want to be here with you but i have to go back there and i mean you know, like, like i just like I could leave her but yeah and i just like i hate it that we can never talk <laughs> yeah and it's so easy to talk to you you know what i mean like we really uh -huh. just get each other and i really don't think things will change if we made this a serious committed relationship at all at you all know what i mean at all yeah listen like just like read my pages can you just read my pages yeah. and tell me what you think you know and yeah. also like yeah i might show up on christmas i might not you know i'm a spontaneous guy with zero communication yeah. skills just deal with it bro <laughs> i think jasper was right so is ethan you know like sorry like yeah we have everything money you're cool, but my receptionist. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my 24 year old receptionist. Uh, I only cheated on you because you never cry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck was that about? You don't even want me. I went for a girl that yeah. totally wanted me. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, I do love that. Like. Right after Cameron Diaz breaks up with Ethan, she's, like, trying to make herself cry. I thought that was, like, a very, like, charming, quirky performance on Cameron Diaz's part. And then yeah. it gets to one of my least favorite things in a movie ever is reading the screen. Because she starts Ooh. Google searching, like, uh, vacation. How to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny as fuck. She just starts like slapping herself in the face. No, but uh, she starts like reading what she's Googling out loud for the audience, you know, even though she's sitting in her house by herself. <laughs> Do you remember Google back then where you had to be really precise about what you were Googling? Because she like put quotation marks around vacations. 
for didn't that mean an exact search exactly yes like for an exact yeah. search on vacation like where to go during the yeah. holidays <laughs> yeah i love now that you can just pay like type an entire paragraph into google and it will know what you're doing now it's you can so ask google like hey google what's up um I, oh jesus <laughs> my act my google actually just turned on <laughs> but you could be like hey google what's up so like where should i go for vacation this year and what's the weather yeah. like in fiji <laughs> pretty much oh god pretty much yeah speaking of before we get there did what did you think about the uh, trailer for the movie deception that they uh they were playing oh it was so funny and it was actually james franco and Lindsay lohan yeah Yeah, i thought that was funny um at this point i didn't realize that it would become like a running thing for cameron diaz's character so i was just kind of like that's random but I, oh, I liked the way it's the introduced VO, like later. The... Yeah, like yeah. She, he's like, uh, what is what is her name even? Amanda. Amanda. She can't cry. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> Why I, do you I have two guns? I didn't think one. I would didn't be think enough. one was gonna be enough. <laughs> <laughs> James Franco, Lindsay Lohan in Deception. Yeah. I would Man, watch they don't that make movie. movies like that anymore. I would watch that movie a hundred percent. It looks That'd ridiculous. That'd be a good like buddy cop rom com. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should do that. Let's give them a call. See if they want to do it. How did you feel uh, early on about the endless amounts of cameos that were coming your way? I didn't notice them until fucking Dustin Hoffman is just chilling in the video At blockbuster. Store. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like he picks up a uh, uh, the graduate, and then the camera pans to, and Dustin Hoffman's like, "Nice, I'm in that movie." Yeah. Every time. Can't I thought go he was to gonna say something. I thought without getting recognized. He didn't even. He didn't even get recognized. I was like waiting for him to like walk up to them and be like, "Hey, you're a beautiful couple," and then for them to be like, "Oh, us? No, we're not. We're not dating." And then he sees Maggie or something walking outside. But Dustin Hoffman doesn't say a fucking word. He just goes like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> What if he was checking out like a fucking porno? I would have loved that. <laughs> he like comes out of the adult section. Because yeah. you don't know what he's doing. Also, I can't believe John Krasinski was in this. Was this before The Office? Uh, it was. This movie came out in 2006. The Office 2006. started in 2005. Oh, wow. So, okay. So it was just starting up. It was. Yeah. And Catherine and Han Boy. as well. You knew that right off the cusp there. That's impressive. With what? Oh, no, because I, I looked it up earlier. Because I was like, is he famous <laughs> yet? And then I Googled. Yeah, I don't think he was that And then famous. I went to Google and I said, hey, Google, how are you doing today? Quick question <laughs> for you. When was the first season of The Office? And then, yeah. and then I saw it was 2005, yeah. That's so, so great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But we finally meet everyone. We get into kind of the plot setup here, which is swapping houses, which I've definitely seen on TLC Crazy. before. Would you Would you do this? Yes, I would absolutely do this. Um, it seems insane, but like, can you imagine trading places with like some like Taiwanese person or, or like, I would do something insane like that. Like, I would go to like Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah. 
Vietnam or Laos or like, yeah, Japan. Something crazy. But I tell you what, I wouldn't do it through like a basic IM exchange. It looked like they were using like AM Instant Messenger, right? AOL yeah. Instant Messenger to do it. And they she had were. no idea what Cameron Diaz's fucking house was going to look like. Yeah, that's true too. I think she just saw LA and like, what could be bad? Like, you can't find a bad place in LA. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I've always wanted but, to go to uh, LA. <laughs> this is i was like the sequel to this movie should be barbarian at this point i was like this is, this <laughs> yes. is how it starts or the when prequel Hugh to Grant barbarian. or jude law whatever all these white guys look the same when yeah. he shows up to cameron diaz's <laughs> when he shows up to cameron diaz's house i was like oh fuck this is barbarian but she just lets him right in yeah, yeah. you can sleep over no problem and then they kiss oh yeah you're this get guys. the fuck out of here you're this girl's sister that I have never met and didn't mention they had a sister uh, brother, brother before. Yeah. 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 Come on in. And you're drunk. And it's late. And I've been drinking. <laughs> Let's have sex. Yeah. Um Yeah, this is but also it is, I at do, this point. I'll I'll say at this point I really like that, like, oh, these two these two women are from two very different places. They live very differently, and so like yeah, we're going to take this character and put them in this environment and this character and put them in that environment. I'm like, okay, the yeah. setup here is fun. It's fun. Huh. And I liked Kate Winslet, like, going on the flight and seeing old ladies and being like, that'll be me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, all that stuff is nice and fun and cute and simple. I'm in. Whatever. Also, at maybe because I've just seen this movie a few times, what I was just confused again that you know shout out to all my queens out there writing chick flicks and rom-com rom-coms it kind of is a rom-com though um it is a com why are married supposed to be funny why are married people married men specifically so into kate winslet i i think on the plane there's another married dude oh yeah Oh, that I was, and then his wife shows up and is just like, go find your yeah. own, you know, like with her eyes, like, yeah. sorry, he's yeah. taken. What? What? Well, yeah. What was the world like in 2006 where all these married, like women had to make sure that their married husbands weren't like constantly on the verge of cheating on them? Ugh. It's wild. Just an aggressive, I'm a man trying to find my place in the world. Yeah. And this is also, <laughs> yeah. she had to, she sent an email to Jasper saying, Jasper, we both uh-huh. know I need to fall out of love with you. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. And and Jasper yeah. just, like, doesn't read his emails later. He says, no. So he never read that. Yeah. Cool, I'm going to send you my, <laughs> yeah. my thingy. Yeah, but then me. she gets to L.A., and then Cameron yeah. Diaz gets to uh, the Snowy Cottage. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, what do you think that would be like for someone? Which one would you prefer to go to, the L.A. house or the Snowy Cottage? Snowy Cottage, 100%. Same. 100%. Yeah. It's so much more cozy, cottage. chilling, you yes. know? Yeah. Yeah, what would you I'm, do? I'm also like, I'm absolutely the Snowy Cottage. I'm also a big yeah. fan of, you know, there's there's something nice to just being in a small town, you know, the local pub, just hanging out with the locals. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a small yeah. small town dude. That's what I'm yeah. about. With my American accent, just having like no idea what these British people are saying, it sounds beautiful. Yes. Yeah. What's yeah. up? 
driving on the What's wrong up, side brother? of the road. Yeah, you guys have <laughs> Bud Light here. <laughs> yeah. Be like, hey, uh, what's going on, brother? You got a Miller High Life on a yeah. shot of Malort for me or what? Yeah. What's your internashy beer sitch look like? <laughs> yeah, are well, these brewed locally or? <laughs> yeah. You got a Medell? Oh, Medell? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, snowy, snowy cottage for sure. Also, like in the LA house, it's so big. What do you do with that much house? You know? It's like, too big. They didn't even Too have big. a house. Someone helping keep the house. There was no one cleaning or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> a lot of that vacuum. Dude, uh, I loved. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I love the. It's like so funny because, uh, you know, like she turns. I, I like when Kate Winslet's in the house and she's like running into everyone, being like, "Oh my god!" And then she gets to the to the home theater system and looks at all of like why does she have so many fucking dvd players or something she's just like whoa <laughs> uh <laughs> also but yeah i think i i really like the uh the, the snowy cottage because as i was watching that night of cameron diaz it, it honestly felt like i was watching what my wife probably does when i'm not home <laughs> or anything you know it's just like a normal She's there. First of all, she drives like a maniac. Um, <laughs> my wife definitely does that. She's a very aggressive driver. I'm more of a defensive driver. Um, but then she just immediately is like, time to go to the store, pasta uh -huh. and wine. And then the lady's like, whoa, having a big party, huh? She's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yep. For myself. Swings <laughs> yeah. the wine. Also, drinking a <laughs> bottle of wine in the store. That's aggressive. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to I do love that. it. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, like, in Europe, they're pretty lax about the alcohol. You know, maybe that's exactly uh, what. Yeah, there's no better message to send to people than drinking in the store and then driving home. Um, and then, like, <laughs> she starts to get a little bit tipsy and starts singing the Killers. Definitely something my wife would do. Then she would antagonize a dog uh, for sure. <laughs> I've seen my wife do that many times, where she just kind of stares at it and then kind of. <laughs> Like, so wait, was that it. was that Kate Winslet's dog? Yeah, she just said f the dog. Okay. I'm leaving. Okay, I assume. <laughs> I forgot that there she was, was a dog like, in this movie. Any allergies? And then she's like, "I'm mark? walking Charlie." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. And yeah. then just finish the night by reading a book. You know, it, it sounds like it sounds like my wife's perfect. Night I love that. In the snow That's cabin. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> It's like yeah. watching Katie drive like a maniac, buy yeah. pasta. Yeah, and I was like, huh? What? Did you like replace the movie with footage of yourself? What is this? <laughs> yeah, so I think they do a good job in this movie of like, except you know, for the like fact showing... that a drunk dude showed up and had sex with her. <laughs> yeah, was... what the fuck, Katie? What the hell? <laughs> Wait a minute. It's 2006. Only the men are allowed to cheat. And then we're like 36 minutes into the movie when we finally meet Jack Black and Jude Law. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. when are these it guys going to show up? Yeah. It took a little Also, bit. can and I... Then... Sidebar. What's with all the Pepsid that Cameron Diaz keeps taking? Oh, because she's stressed from all the work. She kind of mentions that earlier in the movie that she's really stressed from all the work and like 
she keeps having heartburn and like acid reflux oh. because she's so stressed. So she keeps taking Pepsi to try and calm it down. And then they kind of that like forget about for that. Whole... Yeah, they forgot about that until the end when she's in the car right before she starts crying. She looks at her ticket, I think, and then she starts to feel like the. She goes like this, like, oh. But you're supposed to remember. Oh, you had I a lot of stress from that. work. And that's yeah. back. So you, oh, okay. And then you can cry, which we talked about too many times about you not being able to cry. Yeah. But yeah, that's. So they do was. a good job of like making them funny. You know, like Cameron Diaz is a pretty funny character. And so is Kate Winslet mm-hmm. when she almost tries to kill herself. Hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> so quirky and cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. But then we I meet Jude it. Law and we meet Jack Black. And I'm so biased because as soon as Jack Black shows up, I'm so much more invested in the movie. I love him. Really? He steals every scene for me. Do you, uh, were you disappointed to see when Jack Black showed up the first time that he, he had a girlfriend? I was, I was curious. I was curious to see how they were going, how he was going to, cause he seems infatuated by her. Um, how they were going to go in from her, from him being in that relationship to being with Kate Winslet. Um, but honestly, I was just stoked that like just like a normal looking funny dude is with these two babes. Yeah. So like, you think Jack Black's shout out to all the kings out there. Um, just looking <laughs> for their for their Cameron Diaz or their Kate Winslet. Yeah. Hang in there. But also Hang shout on. out to all the queens looking for their Jack Blacks. That's true. Yeah. Stand up, queens. Don't stand in the back. Yes. Come to the front. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> no, said go Jack to the back. Black was That's your where favorite. All the short... <laughs> yeah, wait. No, go to the front. You're no, right. You all come... the short dudes are in the front. Yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> up to the front where the short dudes are because they can't see over you in the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have mustaches now. It's a good time for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Free mustache rides. Come on down. Must be well, this tall, yeah. but like taller to ride this ride. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> Hey, my favorite character was definitely <laughs> Arthur. I thought he stole every scene he was in. Jude that Law? cute little Jude old Law? man. No, oh, no, yeah, the little dude. old man, dude. Arthur, the Abbott. old man was great. <laughs> I love he that she amazing. just finds him wandering the streets. Yeah. Hey, do you know where you live? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do like, you? Do you know where I live? <laughs> Yes, I do. He's like, well, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, I'll go home with you. Um, uh-huh. Did you think when you met but then Arthur? he seems totally that... fine. Yeah, but, you know, he said, you know, like, hey, back when I moved here in the old Hollywoods. Yeah, it looked There was only yeah. six houses, and now, 500 years later, there's six houses, <laughs> and I don't know where to go. Because I've lived here for 499 yeah. years. And I actually, I think completely changed overnight. <laughs> what if this movie was about Kate Winslet falling in love with that guy? That's that what I was going to awesome. ask you. I was going to ask if you thought maybe that was about to happen. I would have loved that because then she doesn't even necessarily have to fall in love with him as much as she has to like fall out of love with the idea of like a man being sure. there. You know, like she could just befriend this guy and learn a little bit of self-respect, and she Which she does. golden. She does. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what this story storyline is. But I, yeah. I I completely loved it because I'm glad they didn't make it 
exactly what you just said, a love interest so that he could be more of a, a teacher, teaching her mm -hmm. how to love herself. Unfortunately, that had to come from a man as well, um, you know, because I guess women can't uh, respect each other enough to give each other yeah. good advice to love each other. So it had to come from a man, <laughs> obviously. So. Yeah. I do like, and we should probably like start to kind of wrap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get there. Let's get there. But I will say, this is the point of the movie, John, where I start to think, uh, "Holy shit! I think I like this movie." <laughs> like once the kids show up, I'm like, kids? "Wait a minute! Oh my god! This movie's fucking. This is pretty good. This is pretty good." I was expecting that was the best like, scene in the whole movie. Those kids 100%. steal the show. Like that okay. scene. I mean, I think the. And we'll talk about it later. Like the critics hated everything that was this scene. Essentially, they just hated that what? it was so lovely. And honestly, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the scene with the two kids, where they're having the dinner, they're doing the four. That might be one of the best ways I've seen uh, a, a writing masterclass of how to fall in love with a character in five minutes. Because well, it was five to ten minutes. There's really nothing to like about any of these characters until then, and then bam! You're I like, mean, they're quirky. I want they're to marry quirky, Jude Law, right? Yeah, yeah, but then Jude Law's character has sudden depth to him. I, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fucking good. Um, but I mean, I, the rest of the movie at this point has been, just been like surface level, cute, quirky, funny, cool, and then this, this, they drop this bomb on us, and I'm like, whoa, hold on a second, this is actually interesting now. This is mm -hmm. like now there's some depth to this character. He's not just some guy. Uh, I wish yeah. they'd done something similar with Jack Black. I have no idea what you could have done other than him well, getting they cheated did. on or whatever. They did do something like after he broke up or like he saw what's her name with another dude and they go back to Kate Winslet's place or Amanda's place actually. And they're kind of confessing in each other and they're watching the movie and they're talking about how shitty their lives are and Kate Winslet like goes crazy and is like, Whoa, Jack Black's like, yeah. Oh, your life really sucks and then he's, he's like, like, I you think know what? you need to drink this, yeah. Yeah, he's like, All right, you know, let's stop the conversation. I'm making you some fettuccine and we are popping some bubbly. And this is the last kinda... note I wrote. The last note I wrote is God damn it, I love Jack Black. I, now I want fettuccine. <laughs> yeah well it was funny right after that really heartfelt scene because we wa we had to watch it with commercials um mm -hmm. immediately after that scene where he's like i'm gonna make this public it the tv goes to a commercial and it just goes <laughs> katie looks at katie looks at me like what the fuck dude did, did you just, just rip ass after that <laughs> and then immediately after that it goes are you having trouble with your stomach? Try Pepto Bismol. Pepsi. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Pepsi. <laughs> it was a Pepto Bismol commercial. That's so Guy great. ripping ass on TV. For 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh. oh my god. Anyway, yeah. So the the Jack Black line that I liked a lot is when he and uh, Iris were like talking to each other, and he was just like accidental boob gaze. <laughs> Do you think he's actually cool in real life, Jack Black? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's Has he's be, barely right? acting. He's barely acting. That's like who he is in my mind. I don't care if I'm yeah, wrong. He just shows up. Yeah. I actually really like that line because it's like, it's uh, it felt very realistic to me. To like, you know, yeah, like all natural. of Jack Black's line felt really natural. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this in this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, they have to wrap this their relationship up because it's like an hour and a half, an hour forty minutes into the movie, and they still haven't come together. You know. Meanwhile, Jude Law and and Cameron Diaz are like going through it at this point. Already. Yeah. Um, but but then you know. The Writers Guild thing happens. Arthur's cute as fuck. Almost cried. Beautiful. I almost fucking Did cried. you cry? No, I didn't cry. But I was very close to tears when Arthur yeah. gets up there and starts talking. I was like, oh yeah. my god, I love this adorable old man. This is why I stopped taking notes. I was like, I was in. I was into the movie. And then That's weird, they all get together. I swear, someone, I swear someone was cutting onions like right next to me during that scene. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the whole rocking around the Christmas tree. They're one big happy family now. I, I was like, yeah. oh, cute, adorable. I love this. It's Amazing. fun. Yeah. Amazing. Did, did you know that there's a talks? Well, as of the last couple of days, there have been and then haven't been talks of a potential sequel in the making with the, no. the original four. Yeah. Don't do it. Nancy, Nancy kind of shut it down, but it could happen. <sighs> I don't think we should do it unless it's like you don't the little, like their daughters are now like grown up and are sick of hearing about the love story between their parents and so now they have like yeah. this idea of what love is, you know? That I is hate unrealistic. love. <laughs> yeah, I actually I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie about them coming to grips with like this insane love story that their parents have and the fact that like they're still not in love or at least one of them, you know. They and they only have sons. And they're all boys, and they're so disgusted by how you know what love really they're, looks like. So that they, they're like, you know what? Ew! I don't want a real wife. I want to just like rail my way. It's just practical magic. Day. It's like literally just practical magic. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, like, I'm yeah. gonna make a spell that the boy doesn't exist, so I'll never fall in love with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for that. Yeah, the the. Uh, yeah, that was it, man. When when the when the yeah. credits roll, I just there's a big smile on my face. I'm happy as a clam. It was cute. It, it was definitely very cute. Um, I can definitely right. see you know why people watch this every holiday season. Agreed, but not everyone watches it ho- every holiday season because the critics definitely don't. Let's get into our critic and audience Ooh. review. Let's do it. John. At the critic reviews. As a reminder, the critics hate this movie. <laughs> they gave it a 51% <laughs> on the fucking... Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, let's just dive into it. This first one here from uh, the BBC. They say, this romantic comedy ends up feeling soggy, syrupy, and so bloating It'll put you to sleep before the pudding's done. Two out of five. Wow. That is fucking harsh. Yeah. Yeah. That is harsh. A lot of them are harsh. This one from Boulder Weekly. Really? Despite the the honeyed charms 
of its female leads, the 138-minute holiday wears out its welcome when Diaz meets Law's cloyingly adorable two girls. It's Whoa! like choking to death. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, again. One and a half what out of four stars. What the hell? Holy crap. That's like literally mm -hmm. the part of the movie that like made it worth it. The for best me. part. Yeah. That was yeah. the best part of the movie. I was like this one from the Yeah, I was into bits and pieces of the movie. Like there were things that I liked because yeah, like yeah. there the female leads are very charming, but plot wise it does drag. Like I said, I was like waiting the whole time for Jack Black and Kate Winslet to get somewhere anywhere, you know, and then yeah. they have to wrap it all up at the end. But when the kids show up, I'm like, this is the part of the movie that has any depth to it. Adorable. Because cause they're like, oh, is this Jew Law guy? Another like womanizing <laughs> dude always yeah. calling Sophia and Olivia on the phone. No. Uh-huh. It's his kids. Those are his they kids. love each other. How, I, I mean, I understand. To an extent, I understand because the kids' dialogue is like, they might as well have been like, are you our new mommy? She is so pretty. She's so you look like a Bobby. You look like my Bobby. <laughs> Are you here to feed me? <laughs> Can you, you take can us save to the, the park? Night, you know. Mommy. <laughs> you okay. Save the night, you know. Yeah, like now that little, we're talking about it, the dialogue is a little bit on the nose for the little girls. Please, Daddy, please be Mr. Napkin Face. Uh -huh. He's so adorable. <laughs> My daddy got this for you. She like reaches into her into her pocket and pulls out a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Are you my new mommy? Please never leave. Um, this next one. From We've the got Chicago a cow. Sometime. Yeah. <laughs> we have a cow. Would you like to milk the cow with me? Um. <laughs> What are you doing to my dad? It looks like you're milking his cow. Um, the oh, Chicago Jesus. The surprises would be surprises. <laughs> Only if this is like your fourth movie ever. Two out of four. <laughs> For what it's worth, this seems like my fourth Nancy Myers rom-com ever. <laughs> so they might not be wrong, but that's... God, these people are harsh. I think... John, so these were all, all these reviews were probably written around the time of the release of the movie, right? Yeah, it looks like it. And this last one uh, from the New Wait, York Wait, so Post this, it probably about... is like a pretty saturated market. Well, so that's what I was wondering. Let me read this last one and then, and then we'll, okay. uh, so the New York Post complaining about the gooey and generic, the holiday is as useless as railing against fruitcake. This is a slick throwaway chick flick designed to provide nothing more than mindless diversion between bouts of shopping two out of four what a fucking grinch what a fucking grinch <laughs> and between they were all pretty negative shopping. 2006 yeah. must have been a bad year well i'm wondering like i said like if there were just a fuck ton of these movies coming out because i mean i missed it in 2006 yeah. i was like 14 years old i wasn't watching what women want starring mel gibson and uh yeah. every hugh grant if anyone knows made. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Mel Gibson after he drops a fucking toaster in his bathtub and lives. Yeah, um, that dude knows what. But can now are. read the minds of women. Should we do that movie too? <laughs> Why I live that life? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know that. I know um, there were definitely a lot of holiday movies coming out in that era, but still, come on. Come on. Yeah, that's the only defense I could think of for this. these kinds of critic reviews is that, like, it was a saturated market. Um, and, like, it comes off as generic at this point, you know? Literally, their biggest critique of this movie is that they that it's too much joy for too long. That was that was pretty yeah, much I what mean, the the critique is. Again, it is way too long though. Why is it two hours long? It is two fifteen is a long time. There was that and then some of the other critics said uh made note of lazy dialogue, a lot of cliche storylines. Um but honestly, like I'm not sure and th- yes, if you're talking about rom coms and things, sure, this could be cliche, kind of lazy, but this is my thing about critics. Like, I'm not sure how, like when you compare the dialogue being lazy or the plot being cliche, like look at any Marvel movie that's come out in the last 10 years, like just yeah. as lazy. But, pe- but critics so, are pretty, they're critical of Marvel movies too. Let's get into the audience reviews of this movie. Let's do as it. A reminder, as a reminder, the audience, the beloved audience gave this an 80% um, score. On the Rot Stomps. So this first one. Kate Winslet and Hans Zimmer's music won my heart five stars. Yep. <laughs> wow. How uh oh they really got to it. Yeah. I love it. This next it's one, like you said, yeah, bad. okay. I'm gonna make a thing to like play the Hans Zimmer soundtrack. I mean score to this. Yeah. Uh, this you should. Week. It's great. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. And I'm sure my sister would probably love it if it's very it's you know, like it's it's holidays. There's it's very... instrumental. It's holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Uh, this next one, not bad. The relationship plots between the main four characters aren't explored in depth, but with a few exceptions. This seems to be standard for Christmas movies. A good movie to come back to frequently, especially when the temperature drops and the holidays approach. Also, house porn alert. Kate Winslet's cottage is adorable. Five stars. It is, though. It is. It's, like, beautiful. Yeah, we were talking, and you were it's talking beautiful. about the L.A. mansion, too. A uh, little house porn yeah. there, huh? For sure. Careful. That house is insane. Um, Yeah, I can see. it's it remind, It's kind of like practical magic for me, where it's like I can see why you'd have a nostalgic uh, uh, relationship with this movie. Don't do it. Again? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I can see how, you know, you would – People will love this movie. Yeah, it seems like something you'll, especially around the holidays, you know? Yeah, this is a great movie. And it is totally like this person said. It's something that you put on. You could have it in the background. It's fine, yeah. It's a great movie. Just the music alone. So this last one. Enough heart and laughs to entertain. The story of Iris and Arthur was the one that won me over. Jude Law and Jack Black are charming. Diaz and Winslet play their sympathetic characters well, and by the end of this movie, you are, for better or worse, attached to these people. Four stars. God, these are all huge. Like four, five stars, four stars. They love this shit. It's a lot of five star, four star. There were there were some one stars and things sprinkled in. Uh, a lot of a lot of the one stars, believe it or not, were I guess Jack Black stands, and they were like, "What is Jack Black doing in this type of movie? One star." Oh, they'd like they love Jack Black so much that they're like they don't want to see him in this. Weird. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. weird. 
Mm-hmm. What the yeah. fuck? That's there bizarre. Was that. There was huh. a lot of hate towards uh, Cameron Diaz as well, which was strange. Yeah. You know, it's not a very diverse cast. <laughs> there was that a little bit of that as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels I mean, like the audience, the audience was like, yes, sap. Yes. Holiday cheer. Mm-hmm. The love and the love in the air. Sign me up. Oh, that Santa Monica oh, yeah. wind. Yep. The shout outs to writers and composers in Hollywood. A lot of the audience people like, which is strange because the critics never mentioned it in their reviews. Um, yeah. It sounds like you can't. Oh, I love the Ennio Morricone love. Yeah. Yeah. Try um, and watch this movie and be mad. I dare you. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah okay i'll say this though like let's get into our real ranking and we can talk about how we feel let's get into the real ranking let's 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 nail this down John, there's a lot that I love about this movie, um, but when it comes down to it, it, there's there's some things that are easy to criticize. Um, sure. The pacing is so long, right? The uh, uh, characters that aren't the protagonists are just cliches, you know, including the daughters, uh, including the chain-smoking best friend, including Maggie. Um, and, and I, I'm, except for the only one that probably doesn't fall into that category is Arthur. Arthur is a genuinely ador- adorable character. Um, but none of them are too deep. There's not a lot of depth to anybody. So I can see that being a flaw in this. Um, so that and pacing. But otherwise, like, this movie is so good at making you feel... Like, you're charmed. You're charmed by... The female leads, you're charmed by the male leads, you're charmed by the holiday cheer, so it's easy to overlook that. So, like, overall, you will end this movie feeling like, that was, that was cute. I feel good, you know? But there's flaws, so I can't give this a perfect score. I can't go as high as a lot of the audience reviews. I have to give this probably like a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a 68. Wow. 68 out of 100 is my real ranking. I can't wait till we go back and do our... But there's a lot of bias. Can't wait till we go back and do our, like, end of year wrap. See uh, where we messed up or where we still stay firm on movies. I wonder if you'll change on this one. Should we do that? Should we do that? You want to do that, like, the January or something? Like a 2022 wrap? End of year? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I'm into that. That's a good idea. We can have special guests on, you know? Make it a party. Make it a thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We should probably start planning that that, right now. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. If you're... (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot of time left, John. Uh, We'll get it done. Hey, if you want to come to our little party, you know, let us know. Happy to have you on.
uh, you got to come with your own real rankings as well, and uh, we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll make it a thing. We'll shoot off fireworks. Ooh, you know, why not? That's fun. Anyway, let's pollute the environment. I'll get to mine. I'll get to mine since the entire the world is really waiting for what I have to say on this. Um, you know, you mentioned it's not a perfect movie, but I and you mentioned the pacing, but I think this movie is going to be one of the first. I'm going to give uh, a moniker, and I'll have to think of an, a real good name for it, but this is the type of movie that exists. And the reason it's so long is because it is built around enjoying a glass of wine or a beverage. And so the reason like it's, it's not it's in a hurry? paced out. Yeah, that, no, the reason it's paced out is because they know you're going to finish your glass or your bottle, honestly, at this. <laughs> So they want you to get, you to get back up. You got to get up, go to the bathroom. You got to refill your glass. You know, maybe you have some cheese with that cracker. Come back to the couch. And you don't want to. And you haven't missed miss. anything. Yeah, you don't want to miss too much of what's going on. And then your, you know, your other friends that are watching it with you can be like, oh my God, you just missed the cutest thing ever. I'll tell you about it. So you're kind of like talking over the movie anyway. And then. You know, something else happens. And so that's really what this movie okay. is built for. And if you have a good name for that, let me know. So I'm going to give this movie a 78 out of 100. What if we call it like a sitter? <laughs> no? A, a sit and get upper? Better. <laughs> a 78 out of 100, though. That's okay. That's a little higher. I thought you were going to go 80, baby. I thought you were going to be like, this no. is a B plus. Not quite a B, not quite a B, but it is a seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. But and it's pretty close. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm standing by it. Okay, we'll have to workshop some names for that because there are movies that fall under that, you know. Yeah. But there are also movies that are compelling and then become that, like Lord of the Rings. Mm, yes. Yes. It has to you have know? some kind of like fun, cheeky spin with wine or something, you know. Okay. Okay. A cheeky spin. Yeah. What, 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 what if you call it yeah. that? <laughs> the cheeky spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cheeky spin. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep workshopping. The the cheeky spin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll workshop it. Yeah. That doesn't quite capture the gambling. like level of like couch potatoing. And like getting up Ooh, and like yeah, yeah. like gat like in a gathering, you know, like this a is nice this is more of an together. event of a movie. You know, you want to have mm-hmm. your friends over. You want to have some drinks, some charcuterie, perhaps maybe hot. Chocolate, would you say? Um, yeah. Would you say Practical Magic falls under this same mm-hmm. umbrella? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that and that's hmm. not to say just because this one and Practical Magic both fall on that. That's not to say that only rom coms and. And like quote sure. unquote chick like, flicks fall under right. that, yeah. That's, yeah, like you I said, agree with Lord you. of the Rings, I think falls in this. Uh, uh, Detective Pikachu would fall in this category. There's a lot of movies like that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, video that's what wrist. we thought about. Gee, I'm gonna ignore that. That's what we thought of this movie. Let us know what you guys thought about. Uh, what is this movie called? The Holiday. <laughs> What did you guys think about the holiday lesson on our socials? Actually, John, I posted that I was watching this yesterday, and people were uh, like, "Oh, we love that movie." Of course, you're enjoying. Everyone that movie. loves like, this it's, it's movie. Everyone loves it. It's fucking a great. It's a great movie. So, yeah, 
you let us know that you like this movie on our socials at EARC Pod, at Hoser Loser, at John B. Wolf. Be sure to go back and catch all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcast. Um, we're probably going to do another holiday one, John. What do you think? Yeah, let's get one more holiday one. And then, we'll get one know, more we'll holiday one in. Uh, party. It's Christmas time, baby. I would love it if we could watch like a Hanukkah movie. <laughs> do those exist? Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> There's Eight Crazy Nights, but yeah, that's pretty much it. But um, thank you if uh, you made it this far. Thanks to all of you that listen. Um, like I said, reach out on our socials. I am Jose Garcia Chow here with John B. Wolf. And today we were kind of divided. For the most part, we were into the movie, but I think I'm a little closer to the critics. You're a little closer to the audience, and it's understandable, though, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone's a real uh, critic. Re- real critic. Eight Crazy Nights fits, too. We could do it. Yeah. 12%. And now we play What I've Done yeah. to... Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs>